PlayStation. I'm chained. Hello everyone and welcome to PlayStation Unchained. I'm your host Chili as we talk about news, reviews and guides and all that good stuff. We're back! Again! I don't know why I said that. I, I say that on my other podcast as well, but we're back! And joining me as always is Gary. Hey Gary. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm alright, Ben. I'm alright. It's a really hot day here today. So, staying as cool as I can. How are you? Well, you have the benefit of having... AC, don't you probably? Oh yes, you yeah. can have the benefit too, but you seem to not want to. No, no, nobody does have it. <laughs> I mean, it's not too bad today. It's only what sixty here, so it's pretty cold. It's pretty that chilly. Sounds amazing. Yeah, but it was eighty recently, so um, I think it was. I, I think it was seventy-five with ninety-five percent humidity. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, go buy AC. It's the best. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, before we get into games, I will. Do, I want to do a quick shout out to my local game store. I just want to say um, I'm going to miss you um, because my local game is actually shutting down in September. It seems like I think it. They said or this, no, end of July. Sorry, they're shutting down at the end of July. So I'm. Gonna, it's going to be sad. Sad not seeing that on my local storefront. So I'm going to miss game. Thank you for all the entertainment Man. you brought me over the years. How are you going to buy video games now, Ben? Um, by the power of the internet. <laughs> but I will be going in to um, borrow the Final Fantasy 16 stands they have before the, the place shuts down. Um, yeah, take everything, man. Take everything. <laughs> oh, I just want those. I just want the Final Fantasy 16 stands because... Hey, Final... <laughs> if they offer you more stuff, just take it, man. <laughs> Now everything is on sale right now, so you you, you have to buy it. Um, so yeah, thank you everyone. Thank you, game. You've brought so many, much joy to my life over the over the decades you've been around. Sorry about that, everyone. But let's go straight into the news. We've got quite a few news stories to bring up this week. Let's start positive. Um, PlayStation Plus Essentials July twenty twenty three free PS five PS four games revealed. Uh, this week's games are this month's games are. Endling, Extinction is Forever, Alan Wake, Remastered. Yes, finally, more than 10 people will own Alan Wake. Now 12 will. Uh, Call of Duty, Black Ops, Cold War. Um, out of all these, probably Cold War is probably what I'm most excited for, but that's just me, Gary. Uh, yeah, um, Cold War is kind of the only one I haven't played, so it's nice to get another... Call of Duty title on there, especially with everything that's been going on recently with Activision, Blizzard, Microsoft, and Sony, and all that. So it's nice. Um, yeah. Alan Wake, unfortunately, like you said, Ben, people really want wanted that remaster for the longest time, or a remake of that, and then they finally got it, and they didn't buy it. <laughs> Which seems to be the trend with people lately. Um, so yeah. But enjoy Alan Wake Remastered, it's good. Yeah. Okay, Street Fighter Six is doing a collab with Spy X Family. Uh, it's just been revealed. Um, the twi- account tweet, the new collab will complete visual magic drawn by Capcom illustrator Chisito Mita. Sorry if I butchered your name. The image is pretty cool. 
Oh no, the further details about the collaboration will be revealed at a later date. So hopefully we're going to get some Spy X family skins into Street Fighter. That will be amazing. Um, so keep an eye out on June 2nd, which is, isn't that today? No, that was last month. Oh no, Street Fighter 6 was released on June 2nd. There's yeah. more details being announced at a later date. Damn it. Um, well, keep an eye out in case there is a collab. I hope there's some skins, some Street Fighter skins added to, uh, no, some Spikes family skins added to Street Fighter. Gary. Oh uh, yeah, I agree with you. Um, it'd be pretty cool if if they added to some some of the outfits. Um, if they do, something tells me it won't be for the main cast. It'll probably be for when you create your own character clothing. Oh no, I think there'll be some like I imagine Zangief, but with the dog as a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I imagine Zangief, but as like a, a mask of the doggo, like. <laughs> That'd be amazing. I'll, I'll be all and over then, that. And then his belt is the the um little. You know, Zangief has the belt, doesn't he? Zang, I think he has a belt. Let's have a look. Yeah, you know that belt he has around him. Imagine that's mm-hmm. replaced by the little bow tie that the dog has. That sounds amazing. The visual there, is great. There you Thank go. You no problem. <laughs> <laughs> Like I don't want to wear the whole dog suit. That'd be a bit too much, I think. But like, just the the mask and the the, the, the I think the bow tie would be funny. Um, or if we don't want to go that far, you know, he's got the hairy chest. Yeah, Zangief <laughs> always has the hairy chest, right? Yeah. yeah. What if they just shape the hair into the shape of the doggo? My God, man, you're asking for them to like redo the entire character model. <laughs> Only his chest pit chest. That would only be his chest hair. I'm not asking him to redo everything. And plus it's a collab, so they'll probably charge like a bajillion dollars. So they'll make it back anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Street Fighter X, Spy Family. You're for it then, Gary? I'm all for collaborations, man. The more collaborations, the better for anything. Though Spy X Family seems to be a weird one, because really, <sighs> realistically, what do you have? Your outfit? Because everybody else is just like a normal everyday outfit <laughs> for the other characters. Like I, I do wonder what the collaboration really is. I mean, to be fair, most of the Street Fighter characters don't really wear normal outfits. So even if they were forced to wear normal outfits, I mean, you got the little hairpiece that the kid has. Um, that's about it, really. I think. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see what it. Is. Yeah, we'll see. Um, some bad news. Baldur's Gate 3 has now been delayed on PS5. Uh, we'll now launch in September. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3 has been delayed from August 31st to September 6th. But on PC, it, it's actually been it's actually releasing earlier. Earlier. So yeah, uh, yeah. They, they pulled the release of to the start of August. So if you're buying on PC, you can actually play it even earlier than you would before. Gary. Yeah, um, kind of sad that the console version is delayed. Um, but then again, they recently only announced the console version, so I'm surprised it's not delayed like a whole year. Um, which tends to happen with these kind of games. But yeah, moved up, so it seems like it's ready to ship. I guess um, they haven't announced that it's gone gold yet. But yeah, no, I'm but excited. Boulder's Gate Three. 
yeah. Technically, the PC version has been shipped for a while with the early access build because you could buy early access Baldur's Gate 3 on PC for a, a long time now. But this will be the full I version. Don't, I, don't, I don't count that <laughs> at all. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ben. I don't, I don't count early access. Early access to me is you pretty much doing their job and testing the game for them. <laughs> and they don't, they don't have to pay. You're paying them to test the game for them. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're the QA, essentially. Um, I'm just saying it does exist, though. Yeah, sure, why not? Um, it, it exists for multiverses, too, and now we have to wait until next year to actually play that game. <laughs> well, play online. Um, you can still play it now. Yeah. I think they shut down the whole thing, didn't they? No, you can still play the stuff online, offline. Oh, okay. I think so, anyway. I'll double check. Yeah, please do. As far as I know, they shut the whole thing down. But anyways, um, yeah, it, looking to be a stellar game. You know, they announced 174 hours of cutscenes. I was like, Jesus, man. I never want to hear a single person complain about a two-minute cutscene again. <laughs> I saw that, and I was like, so the game was like, what, 600 hours now? With all those cutscenes, he's yeah, but I still but... think, as I've said on my other podcast, that there's a huge chance that the game won't be that long. Like, well, it'll be long, but it won't be that long. Like, they said there's 170 hours of cutscenes, right? Yeah, but remember that it's all it's a D&D game, so therefore it's all about choice. So, my guess is that although it's 170 hours of cutscenes. Maybe you're going to see 40 hours, of, which is a lot, by the way, but maybe you're going to see 40 hours of cutscenes on average per playthrough. But they'll be like, oh, if you choose option A, that's a cutscene. If you choose option B, that's a cutscene. And then that will then have option A and B. So if you choose B, that's a cutscene. A, that's a cutscene. A, that's a cutscene. And then you could go B, that's a cutscene. B, that's a cutscene. It'll be different cutscenes. So there's a huge chance yeah. that a lot of those 170 hours are not something you'll experience in one playthrough. It's not going to be 170 yeah, yeah. hours. I hope people don't understand that it's not, it's not going to be 170 hours of cutscenes in one playthrough. You're more likely going to see those 170 hours of cutscenes over multiple different playthroughs. I'm You're sure most people right. who play RPGs know that, but some people seem to look at the number and think it's like, yeah. You're most likely right, but I still would go into it not expecting to finish that game in like 60 hours oh no <laughs> if, that's what i said, I said that yeah, franchise, you're, yeah it's, you're still that's gonna what I said, put in like 200 hours that's what i said to expect game. 40 hours of cutscenes yeah that's still a lot <laughs> yeah. 40 hours is, is still a lot that will one of them be as long as the metal gear solid cutscene remember that one it was 45 minutes dude 90 minutes no, it was 19 45 minutes. minutes. No, no, if you count no, the rolling credits, it's 90, but it, the actual yeah. cutscene was only 45 minutes. True, but you, you, it's all one, one, right? Is it really? The rolling cutscene, well, the cutscene went straight into the credits, so there might be a pause, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> they had to pause it just because data, probably. <laughs> uh, oh, well. Either way. Either way. I'm, it's going to be a massive game. I may pick it up. And if I do, I hope to play it online with people because it does have online co-op. So it does. Um, well, some bit the FTC court course is still Kate uh, course. The FTC court case is still going on. Um, I think. Um, but there was a bit of an oopsie recently. A little bit of an oopsie. Well, apart from the fact that everything that's going on right now is a big oopsie. But I'm not going to go through that too much. 
The big oopsie was the fact that Sony's poor skills at redacting means that we found out the budgets of both Horizon and The Last of Us Part 2. Um, I personally am not that shocked um, because we've seen how expensive games are nowadays and I, I am not 100% shocked. I don't know why everyone's so confused about this, but Horizon and, and the best thing, it's still less than Halo Infinite. Yeah. <laughs> Horizon Fun put in West cost 250 212 million to make across five years and 300 employees. The Last of Us Part 2 cost 220 million to make with 200 employees. Um, Gary, uh, yeah, um, I'm not surprised by these numbers either. I don't know why people are so uh, holy shit, that's a lot of money. Uh, games have been going up in price for a long time. Um, a hundred million, I think, was like the standard for a big triple A game uh, at this point. So seeing Sony go even further than that, I mean, if you look at The Last of Us Two, technically, it's one of the most technically advanced games out there. Well, let's be honest. Um, and as a PS4 game, uh, Horizon as well. You know, technically a very sound, gorgeous, fundamentally built game. Um, whether it's your type of game is another story, obviously, but you can't deny what they've done with the technology on those games is revolutionary. Um, and the fact that to this day, nobody can really match that quality. You know, we talk about Uncharted 2 and how long it took anybody to really match the quality of Uncharted 2. And to this day, a lot of companies still can't match the quality of Uncharted 2. And that was on the PS3. Um, so, you, you know... 220 million sounds a lot and it is a lot of money but that's kind of the the world we live in when it comes to triple a games now you know five years you know people thought the game was only in development for like three years because they think apparently a game is really in development the day it's announced whereas no there's like a whole two-year period of pre-production and stuff before a game is even announced um but yeah huge numbers they are really huge numbers um so not surprising to me, but understandable if you look at the technology behind those games. Plus, you got to play your employees, man. <laughs> I'm sure like 100 million of that budget is just paying, what is it, the 300 people that are working for you? Well, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to work out. Okay, I think that's how much it is. Okay. I think I've done this right. I'm bad at numbers. Okay. Shenmue. In 1999, if you, if they had the minimum budget that supposedly they spent, minimum, even though it's not supposedly the right amount, would have cost £91 million. So, and that was a 1999 game. Because it cost £50 million. So, yeah. Yeah. So, it's going up, but it's, it's taken time. And everything has gone up. So, and yes, pay your staff. <laughs> uh, exactly like people looking at that like thinking that's just the game like this is uh, half of that budget is probably for the people making that game you gotta remember yeah. that there's 200 people making a game and then you have to then pay for material costs you have to pay for shipping costs yeah and then you have to pay for marketing it's a lot marketing's expensive like i bet you would you say about hundred well, million? That two hundred twenty million went to marketing. Uh, I don't know because I don't know if this is talking about everything else going or Maybe. going into it, or if it's just the development of the game is how much it costs. 
because we talk about Halo Infinite with its billion dollar budget, and yeah. I'm pretty sure that's not how much it costs to make the game. Like a lot no, of that it, went. It was into, half a billion. It was half a billion for the game. Yeah, and the rest of it was marketing, marketing and whatever yeah. else you wanted it to be. Yeah. Yeah. So. Either way, it was an oopsie. But we'll never know all the details. And I, I'm okay with that. I don't need to know all the details. Um, talking about details, um, Stray, Bioshock Collection, oh no. And Marvel's Avengers, oh no, will lead the PS Plus Collection in July. Um, so yeah, there's quite a few games that are believing, which is... Um, oh, we go, here's a full list. Stray, Marvel Avengers, Base and Deluxe Edition, Bioshock, Bioshock 2, Bioshock Infinite, Fluster Clock, Random 5, Borderlands The Handsome Collection, make sure you grab that, that's a good game. Uh, Saints Road, Get Out of Hell, and Rogue Stormers. Um, so make sure you grab Stray before it leaves. Um, you've got, you got till July 18th. Gary? Uh, kind of interesting that Stray is leaving PS Plus as it's about to be added to Game Pass. <laughs> Uh, I wonder how that deal is came to be, but yeah, unfortunately, Stray's leaving. I think it's been on there the least amount of time um, of any PS Plus game, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, but it was only announced it... for a, sh- a short time, wasn't it? I thought it was only announced for a few months. No, 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 no. I thought, no, I well, they, when they announced it, they announced it as a PlayStation exclusive. Yeah, but I thought it was only announced for Plus for a few months. Well, that it was, yeah, uh, yeah. but it was available. PlayStation Plus Extra, not through the premium program. Uh, yeah. It was one of the monthly games. So seeing it oh, yeah. leave, okay. again, yeah, it was that, you can get it, but then it was added to the uh, premium stuff. Okay. Uh, I think the same time. Okay. So, yeah, I'm just saying, like, it's been on there the least amount of time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Compared to other PS Plus games. So, I don't think it's a coincidence that it's leaving PS Plus as it's joining Game Pass. Um, but it is what it is. Um, that's like any service though. Any uh, uh, that's like any video service yeah, because as soon as it leaves Netflix, it'll be on Peacock, and as soon as it leaves Peacock, it'll be on <laughs> um, yeah. Hulu, whatever it's called. I, I don't know. And then once it ever leaves that, it'll go to Riddle Me Disney. <laughs> Riddle Me Disney, Jesus. But yeah, um, games leaving, it's nothing new. Um, I wish Sony would have like an actual list that they release every week saying what games are leaving and what they're, what's joining. Because they don't have that. This is what fans are finding. Um, Instead, what you have to do is you have to go online, you look at the blog, you find out there's four games coming to there, and then you go onto the Twitter account and then find out there's four games going on there, and then you watch the YouTube video, and then you find out there's five more games going on there. And then you've got to combine all three of them to find out which one's the real list. Yeah. Kind of poop, man. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's a shame. There's a lot of good games there, but I think I think the decision to pull games also comes down to how many people are actually playing them. Like, nobody's playing those games. Why take up the space? Yeah. Well, I guess while we're saying taking up space... <sighs> Continue to release Activision games on PlayStation post-acquisition is reportedly the opposite of what Bethesda was told for its games. Well, I think ZeniMax was told, should we say, who owns Bethesda. You're welcome, Universe and Ben. Yeah. An internal <laughs> email from Bethesda's Pete Hines reveals that Microsoft had told... Um, here's the email. 
I'm confused. There's below me a lot of the episode of what we were just asked to do round tiles. What's the difference? Emphasis and bold is mine from this blog yesterday. Uh, first, first, some com- commenters have asked where we'll continue making proper content like that. There is a call to you available, available on PlayStation, blah, blah, blah. And we have it committed to Sony that we'll also make them available on PlayStation beyond the existing agreement into the future so Sony fans can continue enjoying the games. We're also interested in taking some of the support with Nintendo's successful platform. Which, by the way, does not say Switch. Successful platform. And he asked, did anyone at Xbox thinks of giving us a heads up on this? Todd is going to dice in a couple of weeks. You don't think a journal might ask him to why it's okay for Call of Duty or Blizzard games but not uh, The Elder Scrolls 6 or Starfield? Or on every future interview he does. Now, has, 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 um, I've forgotten his name now, my head, my head is, has, has the owner that everyone loves of Microsoft done a little bit of a lie in court? Phil Spencer. Phil Spencer. Phil has, Spencer? He, has, he, has he done a little lie at court? Because here it says that all active, all ZeniMax games will be, exclusive to xbox um but he said that he doesn't know about if the elder scrolls will be exclusive to xbox so um and it mentions here that ted six will be exclusive in this email right here but he said he doesn't know if it'll be on playstation has, has he done a little has, has phil done a little lie a little lie? Dude, a little he's lie. been lying since day one man he has been lying since day one <laughs> The fact that people still believe him, and I'm the only one who's pointing out his bullshit. I I told you this in our chat a long time ago, that people at Bethesda are not happy. (laughs) You remember this. I know you remember this. Well, we'll... Yeah, yeah, and obviously they're not happy. Here's an email. You know, Pete Hines is not happy. Um, He's not Todd Howard. Todd Howard is happy because he's making all the money. (laughs) But everybody else is not really happy. Um... Yeah, obviously, the email that came out said that Phil Spencer, the day they acquired Bethesda, told them that every game going forward from Bethesda is going to be exclusive to Xbox. And then he goes to court, they ask him about Elder Scrolls Six, and he's like, it's a case-by-case basis, which clearly it's not. It's already set in stone. Um, well, for you, it's set in stone. Now you might change it. Um, who knows what's going to happen? Um... But clearly, he's a liar. <laughs> I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. He has that bullshit smile on his face. He's the people's gamer. He's not. He's an executive. He doesn't give a shit about you, and he never will. Um, but again, I will go against my own happiness of having Bethesda games on PlayStation because I will say it again. If you're spending that much money on a company, you better make your games exclusive to your console. <laughs> like, why would you spend that much money if you're not in it to win it, you know? So, like Jim Ryan said about Starfield in these court hearings, that he's, I'm not happy about Starfield being exclusive, but it is what it is, <laughs> you know? It's not a surprising move. Um, and the people thinking that Activision is going to be the same as it is now, where, oh, they're still going to release games on PlayStation? Probably. You know, they say they'll bring Call of Duty to PlayStation, but who's to say it's not going to be the Switch version of Call of Duty coming to PlayStation? Or it's just going to be Warzone getting updates. You know, they can say Call of Duty will come, 
but it's not going to be the same Call of Duty. We don't know. It can be any Call of Duty. Um, it, it's just the the way they say things. It's manipulation of words. They're not lying to you. You're just assuming that the next Call of Duty is going to be coming to PlayStation. The same one that's coming on Xbox. Probably not. Who knows? So, yeah. It's a shame, but people have to deal with it. <laughs> I have to deal with it. Elder Scrolls 6 is not coming to PlayStation. You have to be in it to win it. And that's what they're, they're doing. As they've said in court documents. Buy Sony out of business, essentially. Oh, you skipped out. ahead. Oh, good people. Next article. Yeah. Go ahead, man. Another email by Matt Booty. By the way, I like your name, though. As, as evil as you might be, I like your name. <laughs> Max Booty. Um, anyway. But yeah, they were talking about the fact that we, Microsoft, are in a very unique position to be able to go spend Sony out of business. Totally have been worth to lose it to lose two to or three billion in 2020 to avoid a situation where Tencent, Google, Amazon, or even Sony have become the Disney of games and own most of the valuable content. So yes, Microsoft wants to use the fact that it's one of the biggest businesses in the world to out buy Sony so that Sony goes out of business. What shocker! <laughs> Com- co- company wants big company wants more money. We'll eat other businesses to make more money. Which is what they've been doing their entire existence. I talked about this back when Bethesda got acquired. Alfonso specifically asked me about the strategy. And this is exactly what I told him they're going to do. And that's what they're doing. This isn't a 2019 strategy. This is the current strategy. Don't believe this bullshit of, oh, this was the strategy of 2019. No, this was the strategy. No, they've, they've, they've stopped this strategy. No. No, no, no Garrett, no, they, they've stopped this strategy <laughs> okay. for this week, this month. Once this court case yeah. is over, they'll bring it back. <laughs> oh, of course, but of course. T- They've stopped it for now. <laughs> you know, exactly. That's 100%. That's the 100% truth, man. Everything yeah. they're doing is just to appease the FTC to say, okay, buy it. And then once they buy it, everything will change. That, that's the whole deal. You know, it's... I don't know how, yeah. how else I can really tell people that this is a shit company. They're only in it to be the best. And not by earning it, but by essentially destroying everybody else around him. Bill Gates came out and said it himself when he made Xbox. The only reason he created Xbox was so Sony wouldn't succeed. He straight up said it himself when he did it. It was the same thing oh, yeah, going he forward. Said, he, he said it because he, wanted, he didn't want Sony to be under every TV, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, Nothing has changed here. It's been the exact same strategy. It's always been. The only reason Microsoft didn't do it to Apple is because Apple is more powerful than them in the markets that Apple is in. So they can't compete with that. They can't beat Google because Google's bigger now than Microsoft Explorer, Internet Explorer, and Blink, whatever they tried. And they can't buy out Google. You know, there's nobody you can buy to starve Google out when it comes to search engines. You know, they will do it to whatever company they can. They've been doing it to operating systems, as I mentioned a long time ago on the podcast. Operating systems that are in development, they will go in and straight up buy them out. And then take their technology and say, this is our brand new updates to Windows. (laughs) That's it. You know, this is how this company works. And they will continue to work that way in the video game industry. Activision, 
Blizzard is not the last stop. Activision Blizzard is, in my opinion, the test stop for them. They want to see how much they can get away with. So they went for the biggest shark, which Activision Blizzard is the biggest company. Almost $70 billion. No other company is worth that much. We know this. Game developers, obviously, Sony, Tencent, those guys will probably go for a lot more. But you're not going to buy them. Um, Activision Blizzard is the biggest one. So if they fail with Activision Blizzard, okay, we know what the stopping point is. Let's go for something small. Let's go for like an EA, which is, I think, like $30 billion. You know, if they get Activision Blizzard, we've talked about this before, the floodgates will open. You know, everybody will go in and be like, hey, you approved $70 billion. Why aren't you approving $3 billion for the sale? That's what's going to happen. Um, it's a shame. It really is. But yeah, this is the strategy. If people didn't see this coming, they're fools. They want to believe in Xbox. They believe in their marketing campaign of lies and deceit. And they've been lying and deceiving their player base for a very long time. We know this. These court cases, this court case is showing all the proof that you need. Because they can't lie to you in court. Well, they can. But there's serious repercussions for that. Okay. Talk about um, the future, though. Uh, Jim Ryan talks about the um, cloud gaming. Uh, cloud technology has become a meaningful component of how gamers access games between 2025 and 2035. Uh, making significant investments in cloud in the tip station of it becoming very meaningful in the way of how gamers across access games. And this is true. I know a couple of people online, especially uh, Brian from uh, work to game aka uh, Ginger Prime, go check them out. Uh, they, they play a lot of their games on the cloud because they've got a big family and it, it allows them to play them when they've got time without having to like turn everything on and you know, they've got, they've got like, I think they've got like six kids. So by ha by cloud gaming, it allows him to play when he's got some time off on on his own, um, which isn't often because he's he's a, he's, a, he's a busy man. Um, and we know that PS Five games are coming to the cloud eventually. Um, Gary. Yeah, uh, Sony already announced that soon they'll be, you'll be able to play your PlayStation Plus premium games through the cloud. Um, Not just Plus games, though, but games you have purchased. Oh, nice. I did not see that part. Yeah, games um, that you have purchased will also be playable. Well, perfect. Um, only a yeah, select cloud, few at you know, launch. Sorry. Yeah, well, Jim Ryan did also say in, in his deposition that he doesn't believe cloud gaming will be really viable until 2025-26, which makes sense. I mean, I think when you look at Stadia, I think Stadia was essentially the pinnacle of cloud in my opinion. Um, it just obviously didn't have the the games. It didn't have enough people who bought into it. Uh, obviously, a lot of people just didn't have the, the, the capacity to do cloud gaming and have it run smoothly, um, which makes sense. Um, How do I think GeForce Now is? The, the best? Yeah. I, I think Stadia was still the best. It just didn't succeed. <laughs> no, but no, I not mean, since I mean, Stadia was the best when it came out, but GeForce now now is is better than Stadia was. Because what's the competition? Um, no, because it, <laughs> it it's, it's they, they've got new because they've updated the graphics cards and stuff like that in the server racks. Mm -hmm. uh, now, okay, here's a graph of 
here's Destiny 2, right? Here's a Destiny okay. 2 graph. Um, the average ping for a laptop is 200 milliseconds. Uh, the average ping for an xCloud is 175 milliseconds. The average ping for Xbox Series X is 93 ms milliseconds. But then GeForce uh, 3080, um, which is one of the higher tiers of the GeForce Now service, uh, is only 56 ms. And I think you can go under, uh, some of them get to around 40. And 40 ms is about how average, um, the average ping between a console and a TV. So the, the GeForce Now servers are really good ever since they've upgraded. And now they've got the 40 series, which I think is even better than that. They have an even higher, a lower latency than they did before. Mm-hmm. So, and that's only because they're using the, they're, they're, they're streaming, I think it's um, a lower frame rate, but the console, the server itself is running at a high frame rate. So therefore it it's appearing on the screen faster than it's appearing on your screen. So therefore that's why it gets rid of latency. So, um, they're running at 240 hertz on their on their side, which means that you're getting less than 40 ms ping, which is what insane. Oh, that's great and all, man. But you have to understand, and I think this is where Google didn't understand, yeah. is people don't really have the capacity for that kind of internet to no. be able to run it so well. At least the majority of the world, you know, it seems like all these companies are only you know, selling to North America, you know, not even the well, UK, I'm... I don't think has enough no. in in most areas, you know, like it the United States th- is really the only one. It needs 35 meg for the, the, the 120 frames, 35 mm-hmm. meg down. And that's pretty much my entire bandwidth yeah. right now. Uh, that's the problem. <laughs> Which, by the way, it won't be by the end of the year. Oh, thank you. Uh, I found out Virgin Media is coming to Scarborough. Um, and do you know what they're rolling out? 1.1 gig lines, Gary. 1.1 gig. <laughs> you know what I'm going to upgrade to Gary. 1.1 gig. I'm going to. I'm going to go. All, I'm going straight to the moon. <laughs> straight to the moon. But yeah, that's why I feel like Jim Ryan was 100 correct. Like it's just not there. People aren't ready for it. Just like people weren't ready for for Stadia. Um, it's great. It's powerful, and it works. It just doesn't work in like 90% of the world. <laughs> you know, you can't just market to one continent. It's That's not how things, that's not how you're going to be successful. And I'd argue um, that America is the worst one out of all of them. Probably, yeah. Mainly because you suck, still have man. data caps. Yeah, we have data caps and it's a load of shit. <laughs> it really yeah. is. They proved that during the pandemic that it was nothing but a fucking lie. Um, but anyways... That's, in my opinion, the problem with cloud gaming right now is I just don't think the world is ready for it. Just like they weren't ready for 3D TVs and everybody thought that was the next big thing. Big thing. They're barely just catching on to streaming services. Like, oh, I don't need cable anymore? Like, at all? I can just have streaming services? Like, before it was just Netflix. Everybody's like, oh, Netflix is great. Now everybody's got their own streaming service. People are just now catching on that if I want to watch my favorite show, I got to pay $15.99 a month for that specific streaming service. <laughs> oh, so yeah, to me, cloud gaming sounds great, but I just don't think the world is ready for it yet. I think Jim Ryan has it right. It, it's going to yeah. be a, another few years. 
before it's a it's a real. Thing. I'm sorry if I'm going to go completely off topic because I was browsing Twitter, and um, my friend Curious Joy is at the Anime Expo, and you know I was talking about Naruto before we started. Yeah. Oh my god, this is so cool! They've got a, a huge mural of all the characters. Some of the characters will be in the new uh, Connections game, and it's the art is so beautiful. And then nice. they've got some statues of. Um, let me post some of these pictures. Statues of some of the characters as well. Uh, including the Nine Tails, a huge statue of the Nine Tails Fox. Uh, look at look at this. Oh, this is so cool. If you don't follow Curious Joy, please go follow her on Twitter. She is wonderful. Uh, and also go check her on Twitch. Look at that. Look at that. Nine Tails Fox. Oh, nice. And then they've got these statues. Um, and then they've all, for the, you know, because they've got demo stations of the game. Um, which is out this year, I think. They've they've turned it into a ramen area with the, the demonstrations <laughs> inside it. Look at that! That's so cool. That's really cool. Oh. I was surprised they're not uh they don't have anything of uh, the next Budokai Tenkaichi game there. I mean, probably because it's still a long way out. <laughs> I'm, I'm expecting that to be a 2024, 2025 game. Still, Ben, they could still have something. Connections is this year, right? I think. Yeah, yeah, and they announced a couple of new characters, including uh, a, um, yeah, they announced a few new characters for it. I was about to say a beta, but a beta was actually announced for Shinobu, Shinobu Strikers, Shinobi, Shinobi Strikers. That's it. Uh, they announced Boruto, Karma, Kawaki, and Jingen. So, um, well, they also announced the Jujutsu Kaisen game, which nobody's yeah. excited for because it's the same fucking arena fighter that they've been making. <laughs> Three years now, people say like, "Oh, it looks like One Punch Man and My Hero and every other fucking game that they've done." And talking about multiverses again, um, by the way, going back to that, yes, you can still play it. Okay. Uh, the training room and friend. no, with your friends, training room and local Ooh. matches are available, so you can play oh, it okay. offline. That's so nice. You can play it offline with friends. Um, which which would means with share play you can play it technically online with friends because you can pass it over the controller that way. Oh yes. So you te- can technically, you can, although you, it doesn't officially support online, technically you could still do it. Um, just don't expect it to be a good, uh, super good experience. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for Storm Connection, so we'll see when that comes out. Uh, there's something else anime I was going to bring up. Oh no, no anime actually. I know we're not. I know we're not a. Um, uh, we're not on the anime podcast and we're not anything like that, but uh, we're not a con-based web. But I'll bring this up. BlizzCon has the tickets announced. To Gary, do you want... Do you, I think I told you, but do you know the prices for BlizzCon this year? Oh, I know. I posted it before you did, actually, on the general <laughs> chat. Yeah, it's the most greediest shit I've ever seen a company pull. Like, they don't care. They just... They're, they're not even trying to hide how greedy they are as a company. It's ridiculous. Okay. Um, but if anyone wants a reference to the game I play, Fantasy Fourteen, their prices got announced and their tickets went on sale. And their tickets went out fast. Um, but I like... I see this is why I like Final Fantasy more than fa- to BlizzCon because at least Final Fantasy, they know the event, the game is worldwide, so therefore there's a, a convention in both... I mean... Yeah, there could be more areas, but at least there's a there's a convention in Europe, Japan, and America. 
So those that who don't live in America have a at least a sliver of chance um, to, you know, go to the event. Anyway, FanFest tickets were $200, and we just got the goodie bag announcement recently, which I, I posted in our chat. Uh, for anyone that doesn't know, let me scroll up so I can remember everything that you got. Um, you got a bag, which is a decent-sized bag, probably, because the previous one were. You get a grape, scrape, square grape plushie, because that's a, a meme. You get the Asm crystal, you get a... Uh, from that thing from the end dungeon you get a lopra pen and you get a, a, a patch for the 10th anniversary uh, this is all included with your 200 dollars ticket um, and 200 dollars is for two days and that includes two concerts as well still expensive still expensive but then blizzcon is 299 dollars now i didn't think about this until someone else mentioned it but general admission is $299 and then early access to the BlizzCon store on Thursday. Well, if if there's no lower than general admission ticket, then technically everyone has early access. Therefore, it's not really early access, is it? <laughs> How is it early access to the store if everyone has access to the store? Well, because everyone has to. <laughs> uh. Anyway, then you get some BlizzCon in-game goodies, an official BlizzCon backpack for $299. Then, for if you, then if you want to be spend a little bit more money, you can spend seven hundred ninety nine dollars. It's like what? The difference in the prices. <laughs> double the price, wow. almost triple the that price. Was triple the price, yeah. Almost triple, because this this isn't included. This will probably there'll be tax on top of this, right? Oh yeah. That's how 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 your place works, right, in America? Yeah. So so you're probably looking uh, at. Eight hundred and seventy dollars. That's right up to nine hundred. Yeah, yeah. Spending a grand basically on a ticket for two days. Congrats. Ah, uh, really sad. Uh, but I wish I was going to any fan fest. But who, who? I'll be there in EU. So if you come to European fan fest, say hi. I'll be the one with the poop hat. <laughs> um. New mod shows Bloodborne running at 60 frames on the PS5. Um, so they had a video showing... A, just remember that this won't be possible because he's running on a dev kit um, and not on a normal PS5. It, the PS5 has not been hacked, if I'm rightly. Um, Gary, thoughts on this? Yeah, Bloodborne, once again in the news. Unfortunately, <laughs> not the news that people want. But I think all he's showing is that it is doable, it is possible. Um... And we all know it's possible. Like, if Sony and From Software wanted to go in and do it, they could do it. Um, it's just, is it worth doing? Is it like, well, you know, this is the, the Alan Wake conversation. Like people keep saying we want 60 frames a second of Bloodborne, but are those people going to go back and start playing Bloodborne again? Some might, sure. But is it worth the cost of doing that for what you're going to get out of it? I don't think it is. People are very vocal on the internet. The the minority is very vocal compared to the majority. We all know that. So before we get to any the last last story of the of the week, is there anything you want to bring up? Um, there is some Ben, some that we haven't wrote articles on yet. Um, it's okay with you. Um, yeah, no, far right. Let's see here. Ah, Sony Entertainment. Interactive Entertainment is looking for business partnerships with Korean companies 
uh, to pretty much make exclusive games with. Uh, obviously, Korean companies are mostly known for their big MMO stuff, uh, but right now they're looking to invest in companies in Korea, including Pearl Abyss, creators of Black Desert and Crimson Desert coming out, uh, NCSoft, which I think is the most known uh, Korean company, Guild Wars 2, things like that, NeoWiz, and Come To Us. Wow, that is a fantastic name. Come to us with a two as the number and us. Ifrit, oh, come to us. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh. that's one of the coolest names for a company. Um, among many others. Um, so yeah, they're looking for some creative partnerships. Of course, this means you're probably going to get a lot more games and service games because that's what a lot of these companies work with. Um, but still. Could we see Guild Wars 2 on PlayStation? I think by then you should be getting Guild Wars 3, I would assume, right? No, because I think they're, just, they're making a new expansion, so I doubt it. Okay. They've just finished a 10-year-long story with year, End of the Dragons. So. Guild Wars 2 is a great game. I like that game. By the way, a lovely friend of mine, Rookery, um, go check out Twitch channel, Twitch.tv Rookery. Um, she actually has an NPC now. In They added her into... Uh, Guild Wars 2. You can see oh, her in really? game now. Yeah, yeah you can nice. see her in game. Very nice. Uh, but any other thoughts on this? Are you. I'm kind of. I'll see. The issue with creating games is they're often very grindy and heavy on stuff like that. So we'll see. Yeah, I think the, their investment is in the wrong place. I think they need to go for the Chinese companies at this point. <laughs> I think the, the Chinese market is has exploded, especially with Hoyo, Hoyoverse and Genshin and Star Rail coming out soon. Um, I think Yeah, that's but then you have the whole issue with that. everything else that exists with that deal. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's true. The, it's the, the regulations there are... I know it's a big can of worms and all, but you gotta look where you can make the most money, and right now those are the companies making the most money. Can't deny that. Um, data Look Entertainment! Ben, the creators of the phenomenal War of the Rangers Golem that just came out, have officially stopped developing games internally. They are shifting to become publishers rather than developers. Your thoughts? What about the DLC? <laughs> I can't answer that question. I didn't even know that game was getting DLC. I thought it was going to get seasonal DLC. I'm I, pretty sure that's cancelled internally. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's so, a yeah. shame. I feel that you know they've been known, they've been around for a long time, and seeing the end result here because of the failure of that game, kind of sad. But they're going to public. Oh no, sorry, now never mind. That they're, they're charging, they're charging people for the NPCs to spe speak Elvish. Okay, I can see why they're shutting down now. Gollum Dev says it's charging for the precious Elvish language because it's hard to train voice actors in how to speak it. Yeah, because it's made up. It's not a real. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to buy, you have to buy the DLC if you want if you want the Elvish language cool. in the in the precious Good. special edition. Yeah, because that's what people want to do. They want to read subtitles the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, it's their it's their problem. And then the two-parter news here, Ben. The first, um, our favorite company, Ubisoft, 
is yes. remaking Assassin's Creed Black Flag, the pirate-themed uh, Assassin's Creed game that launched right as the PS4 generation launched. Um, it was yep. a cross-gen game then. But they are remaking it, set in the Caribbean. Uh, this is the first news, and then the second part of that news that came out, um, according to Tom Henderson of Insider Gaming, that they Ubisoft has 11, count them, 11 Assassin's Creed games in development. Yep, that was going to be the last to- topic of the, the, the oh. podcast. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yes, there is 11 Assassin's... <laughs> everyone's favorite Assassin's Creed's. There's going to be 11 of them. And I've got the list right here. We've got Assassin's Creed Mirage, uh, October 12, 2023. Assassin's Creed Nexus, which is a VR game. Assassin's Creed Jade, which is a mobile game. Assassin's Creed Codename Red, Diet, coming 2024. Assassin's Creed Hex, coming 2025-2026. Assassin's Creed Invictus, multiplayer, player, expected 2025-2026. Assassin's Creed Nebula, concept and prototype unknown. Assassin's Creed codename Red, Raid, sorry. Raid, uh, sorry, Assassin's Creed codename Raid Shadow Legends, multiplayer, concept prototype. <laughs> Assassin's Creed codename Echoes, unknown slash concept slash prototype. Assassin's Creed Nexus 2, you know, the sequel to the, the, game, one. the, sequel to the first one. game that's in production. <laughs> they already know they're oh it was recently they just start looking on the sequel right away <laughs> assassin's creed black flag remake which will come out before skull and bones at this rate unknown um or or i'm just gonna merge the two and back hey they're gonna pull final fantasy versus 13 like skull and bones is now black flag remake <laughs> uh so and then <laughs> Yeah, Assassin's Creed Rogue Team has pitched Project New- Nebula. Um, and, and Assassin's Creed, they'll have three different settings, India, Aztec, and Mediterranean. Ubisoft Shangdu has produced Project Raid Shadow Legends, a free-to-play four-player cooperative tile that'll be PvE, uh, with characters that'll be from the Assassin's Creed universe. And Ubisoft Anansi is working on a multiplayer ca- game like Assassin's Creed and Splinter Cell, and they worked with Division 2, uh, Massive Entertainment has, has done Project Echoes, uh, which will be a multiplayer that uses Ubisoft Scalar technology. And more about Red here, which is Shinobi's. Gary. Yeah, um, obviously they said that they're going to go all in on Assassin's Creed. Um, they said it like, two years ago, back when they did the whole um, universe thing that they announced. I forget what that thing is called. Infinite? Is that what yeah, it is? Yeah, Assassin's Creed Infinite. Yeah. So it makes sense that there's going to be a lot of Assassin's Creed games, but this is 11 fucking games. <laughs> um, I don't even know how to like comprehend this outside of the, the burnout that I experienced with Assassin's Creed is nothing compared to this kind of a burnout right here. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Um, I understand you want to do mobile. Okay, that's fine. That's its own thing. VR, that's essentially its own thing, too. But everything else, it's like... We know the, the Feudal Japan game. We know Hex is the, the only one I'm kind of really looking forward to. Um, but yeah, like the rest of them, like three multiplayer ones, and yeah, I... Uh, Ubisoft has no more games. 
11 Assassin's Creed games, and they can't get a single remake of Splinter Cell or Prince of Persia done. <laughs> they can't remake the original Prince of Persia. They went back to the drawing board. But 11 Assassin's Creed games, no problem. Insanity. So there's no Metacritic game this week because there doesn't seem to really be any Metacritic games out. Um, and I'm going to wait till next week to do the scores because I want Alfonso to have a chance to actually give the scores because he wasn't here last week as well, remember? So, and I know you're going to say Legend of Heroes. That's out next week. But well, we've already, we already did Legend of Heroes. But we already did the score, so. Um, well, we didn't do the scores. Well, we predicted the scores. Yeah, we predicted the scores. That's what I'm going to say. We predicted the scores already, so. We shall wait till next week so that Alfonso has a chance to to submit his scores. Right. So, so, Gary, have you got any shout-outs and how can they find you? Yeah, shout-out to you, Ben. Thanks for having me on. Shout-out to all the listeners. Thank you for listening. Um, shout out to all my friends. Uh, you can reach me on Twitter at Gagalosh. That's G A G L A U S H. You can find me on twitch.tv and Google Grammar Radio and MG underscore Chili on Twitter. Uh, if you're not rate limited, um, uh, shout out to and a big shout out to Sly aka Grey Fox. Sly aka Grey Fox is a Fantasy 14 streamer that plays other games. Uh, he is a lovely fellow and he's about to celebrate his birthday. And for his birthday, he's inviting a load of different content creators onto his stream to talk to do an interview. So uh, I'll be part of that event. I've got 15 minutes on on July 3rd. So thank you again for allowing me to be part of your show. And thank you again for doing this wonderful thing for content creators. And also happy birthday, Sly. So thank you. So until next time, this has been PlayStation Unchained. With a little bit of anime in the middle. You know, an anime sandwich. Join, join us next week, where hopefully Alfonso will be back, because we miss him. Feel better, Shannon. I wish, we wish you the best, and we wish you the best, Alfonso, as well. Until then, goodbye. stay safe, everyone. Um, goodbye. Bye. Bye.